Hello, welcome to another Riot Act Reviews, the Riot Act podcast. What is it? It's just a Riot Act podcast, really, isn't it? But it's a special podcast where we just review one album. We do do other things. Oh, we're doing so many things these days, you can't even remember what we're doing. Yeah, it's just a Riot Act Reviews, isn't it? We just review an album. We just review an album. A big album. A big album or an album that we like. Or maybe both. Uh, my name's Stephen Hill, by the way. Hey, how you doing? I'm sure you are aware of me and who I am. You might not be aware of this little guy, though. Who's this? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, you know who it is. It's Renfrey Deadman. How are you doing, Renfrey? Oh, I was fine until my career was put under such scrutiny. But uh, other than that, no, I'm really, really good, man. I, I think um, we really seldom get the opportunity to talk about bands in the metal sphere who are as big as this particular Uh one and i think as exciting Mm. in lots of ways for lots of different reasons um so this i think this is going to be a cool chat me too we are going to be talking at today talking at looking at and speaking about we're going to be talking out we're going to get that we're going to be learning how to talk first not the the best start admittedly (laughs) We're going to be talking about Impera by Ghost, the fifth studio album from the Swedish occult heavy metal would-be megastars and Grammy Award winners. Ooh, oh, the follow-up that. to the 2018 album Prequel, which a lot of people liked. Now, Ghost are a band. That's no one can deny that. They are, like you say, quite a big band. That's a fact. But they're, they're both two facts, I think. But they are, at this point in their career looking to finally do that thing that not many quote-unquote metal bands really get to do and that is cross over massively into mainstream territories that surely has to be the the goal for impera right surely yes i think so i i I believe that goal did start with prequel I mean, actually, we'll talk about things which could argue, actually, arguably started even prior Mm. to that. But um, I mean, I I say that purely because on the prequel cycle, I saw them at the Royal Albert Hall and then at Wembley Arena. Now, prior to this record, they announced the O2. So obviously the people behind Ghost are, and Ghost themselves, I would have thought, I hoped, are very confident that this record will give them the push that they need to fill you know one of the largest arenas in europe and it's not it's not just a one-off day is it they're doing a few dates around the uk so it's it's quite it's like a, a mini tour, tour isn't it yeah. yeah it's a mini little arena tour yeah it's four or five dates that's off the top of my head so forgive me if that's slightly incorrect but you know they are doing a fair f- like you know once you get to o2 level like in this country in the uk um yeah that that's that's, I mean, wow, would they get beyond U- O2? Who knows? They, they they did a bunch of stuff that really, really helped them going out on tour with Metallica around mm-hmm. Europe. Did they go around the States with Metallica as well? I can't remember. Uh, I don't stadiums. know. I mean, they're currently doing a co-headliner with Volbeat in the US. Yeah. Seeing them at sort of co-headliner with Volbeat almost seems a bit weird in the UK because Ghosts have way outstripped Volbeat um, profile wilds in the UK. I mean, I, I do admit we are probably at this point one of the only countries in the world who, who don't are get, yeah. like that towards Volbeat. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, I, I think looking at their O2 touring schedule or their, the bill they're bringing along, you would think that Volbeat would be a pretty good addition to make sure to kind of prop up that bill. Because when you look at the supports, Twin Temple, who aren't big at all, you know, like I know there's been a fair bit of hype around Twin Temple, but they're not a big band. Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. I don't remember the last time anyone even... I mean, I, I actually quite like Uncle Acid I and like the Deadbeats. I like Twin Temple I, as well. Mm. Mm, but neither of them are particularly like... You don't go, wow, God, them supporting, you know, special guests at a big arena show. They're, they're not a kind of... They're not very... I, I don't want to say exciting because I think they're both good bands, but I don't... But they're not... They're not statement support acts. They're not like, oh, let's add... Like when Parkway Drive got Hatebreed. Yeah. We're going to be opening for them on their um their their first kind of arena run. Yeah, you yeah. went well. That makes that makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. you know there will be people who will come for Hatebreed. Well, I mean, I'm excited about that, and I like that because I was actually listening to the Twin Temple album last night, actually, and thinking of assuming that I get to go to the uh, O2 Arena show, I'm going to be putting in my uh, guest list request very soon. 
the idea of seeing Twin Temple in an arena, really, like that is, uh, I mean, I've so far seen Twin Temple in a church in the Netherlands, which was awesome. And was it the Jazz Cafe, the other place I saw them? I think it might have been the Jazz Cafe. It was, they played, they played the Jazz Cafe. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, yeah, they, 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 they are a, a significantly smaller band. But in terms of the aesthetic and stuff, obviously it works perfectly with, with Twin Temple. I mean, clearly there is mutual admiration there between mm. the two bands i feel I, I i and also with ankle acid and the deadbeats yeah i mean not a massive name at all but it makes sense and the the, the idea that they're going to put those bands in front of that many people that's awesome when i saw them at wembley arena the supports were all them witches who are you know a, a decent enough sort of hard rock band but it was kind of cool to see them in an arena and tribulation which yeah. is fucking wicked, you know? Mm. Seeing Tribulation in an arena, I mean, I kind of feel like performance-wise they should have been swapped over because Tribulation were fucking incredible. But I like the idea that, you know, they are choosing to do that. I mean, I, you know, I'm pretty sure Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats and Twin Temple are both on the same... I think they're on the same label. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's not completely and utterly Tobias Forge has gone, right, I'm going to have these people and these people. There's a smaller pool to take from. But yeah. I think... Could have been could have been a try couldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I yeah. think Twin Temple, Uncle Than Deadbeats and uh, Ghost, I think is a really cool evening. Yeah. And I think it'll be really, really fun. I've just made it slightly less likely that I'll get on the guess list of what I said about the tray there, but I can take it out if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'd rather have a worse life but stand by my principles of hating a Treyu. Um anyway. I, I think a Treyu are wonderful if anyone from Spider-Man Yeah, is do you? Do you? No. Uh but anyway, look, the, the I guess the point is Ghost here in the UK headlining big fucking venues at this point now and it's a weird one this because were this 1990 right or any time before that maybe even kind of 2004 2005 i would be going this is gonna hit big this is gonna happen i can't imagine a world in which everyone won't suddenly know who and what ghosts are and know those songs it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it has to because I, of the way in which this album sounds I, I was about yes okay i was about to interject and ask you is that due to the way this album is that due to the songs on this record but i will let you continue yeah mm-hmm. but i don't know that the mainstream really want anything like this anymore anything like this i'm not entirely convinced that mainstream music is really set up for any type of rock music at all really so i think it's gonna be a a hard fucking sell to people who like charlie xcx and kendrick lamar and stormzy and ed sheeran like that's a quite a hard sell ghosts are quite a hard sell to those people i, I completely think. disagree with you actually Really, uh, and the reason I completely disagree with you is because I don't think that's how younger people think about music at all. I think we have grown up with genres being far more separate. We have talked about this on the show quite a lot, but I, I just think if something cool is put in front of younger people generally, and they like it, it's fine. I don't think they even think, oh, this is rock music. I'm not supposed to like this or whatever. I don't think generally younger people think along those lines at all. And I think that's due to the streaming culture and yada yada yada. I think that's brilliant. Like that—that that is a, one of the good things through streaming culture. But like, you know, it's interesting you mentioned Charlie XCX. I mean, maybe you did this on purpose. But the co-producer of this record, uh, Klaus Alhund, is my educated guess for Swedish. Not even educated. Good guess. Just a guess. Yeah. Um, you know, his more familiar songwriting credits include Madonna, Katy Perry, Britney Spears, Kylie Minogue, Paloma Faith, Sugar Babes, Ellie Goulding, Charlie XCX, Robin probably the best of the lot eagle eye cherry um so um and they had you know people (laughs) i don't know people might be might listen to that and go oh ghosts have sold out blah 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 well by that rhetoric they sold out a long time ago because arland also co-wrote the songs on meliora ghosts third album as well um and for my money ghosts best album and remains ghosts best album as well uh i know you feel differently to that but um that would be my number one personally 
Yeah. Uh, just to go back on what mm. I was saying before, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with the songwriting. I, I think we'll get into why this sounds massive. I just think that I still think there is, it's going to sound retro when it comes on the radio. If these songs come on the radio next to whatever's on the radio at the moment, the sort of thing that's on the radio at the moment, they are going to sound quite retro. To and us. I think you're right. To us. To, 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 to everyone. To, I, I don't know. You, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? For- I think younger. I think younger people. Do, I just don't think like if you haven't been completely surrounded by a style of music in the past. If if you were too young to be surrounded by that style of music, this is why things happen in twenty thirty year cycles. It was twenty year cycle. That's the reason, isn't it? Because yeah. because you get a generation come through who haven't heard that stuff or aren't familiar with that stuff to a large degree and then to them it sounds really really fresh you know so that would be my argument against that i mean we could go round and round the houses with this for well a long time, i was gonna though, say i mean but... I, well here's the thing is i think it will it's gonna sound older to them because it's not like you know those those kids are still going to be familiar with living it's not like living on a prayer has gone away I and mean, they all no, listen to no. fucking they all listen to fleetwood mac don't they on tiktok no, sure. they don't know um, they yeah. don't know they're listening to fleetwood mac I, but they I, are to be they clear do. i'm not suggesting that people under 25 have never heard bon jovi i'm not saying that or well mm. death leopard is probably the most appropriate for this isn't it and and that is yeah. the name that has been chucked around a lot prior to this mm. album coming out and uh now i've heard it i see why i mean who knows who knows if it'll be a hard sell one thing i can say i was at the wembley arena show which was two or three years ago more like three now and whilst it wasn't totally sold out from my recollection it was pretty darn full will they sell out the o2 only time will tell but we'll know this time next month more or less month so yeah yeah. well i mean here was where i was going this is literally a fucking sentence in my notes um <laughs> sorry does the mainstream want this no like it doesn't it, it, it obviously doesn't because if it did then it's had plenty of opportunities to have it in certain ways before but then i guess they didn't think they wanted bat out of hell and i guess they didn't think they wanted permission to land when those albums came out either I see where I interrupted the flow of your thought there, and I apologize. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I think considering that we know that Tobias Forge, the mastermind who is Papa Amateur... What number are we up to now? Papa five or six? four, isn't it? Because there's been five albums, but Cardinal Cope... Right, all right. I don't really keep up so much with the law. I have to say, well, yeah, well, we'll probably get into the law a little bit later. And and for my money, the law is the least interesting thing about Ghost. So there you go. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, Considering we know that Tobias and his favourite band are Metallica, and this is Ghost's fifth album, same as the Black Album. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if somebody has finally made that new Black Album that we've been going on about since 1991. People are, oh, there's going to be another Black Album. We need to get another Black Album, blah, 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 another Black Album. Big words. Because it is big words, but then I think, like, every, the thing about Ghost is, is that, you know, you said, uh, uh, what the f- I, want, I want to call it Diorama. That's the silver chair Meliora. album. What's, Meliora, not Diorama. Meliora is your favourite Ghost Album. When I think about what is my favourite Ghost Album... The truth is, I can pick a favourite Ghost album, but I wouldn't feel that strongly about any of their albums, particularly. I like Ghost. I like the aesthetic. I like the show. I think they're fucking brilliant live. I think they've got some absolutely amazing songs that, to be perfectly honest, I believe sound have always sounded far better in the live setting, in the live environment to me, than they have done on record. I've always yeah. loved seeing them live. I've always thought they'd yeah. be great. Um, apart from that time that Kajira chewed them up on that yeah. that yoga yeah, master saw apart from that at brixton uh, but not that was that, not that they fault. were awful it's just no they, it's they just hard to go on yeah yeah. yeah yeah that was a, that was a tough that was a tough sell for them unfortunately but i'd never really had a like a true i know you know people love ghost they love them they are obsessed with them they fucking buy all the merch and the little mugs with papa's face on it they get the rings with the papa face they get the you know what i mean they absolutely fucking love this band right and i think that's cool the only recent comparison i can make within the world of rock in terms of like the sheer devotion that people have towards this band is probably baby metal when i say rock maybe i mean metal 
I don't know if you can yeah. think of any others. But in terms of that Creeper. devotion, not to the same level, though. Do you think? Maybe. I, I think to a, a, to a maybe even more insane level. Yeah. But just a smaller amount of people. Depends it's a smaller amount yeah, okay. of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, that's what I meant when I said level. But yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, mm. certainly, I was reading like the they did a Metal Hammer report of one of the shows in uh, in the US and mentioned that like the the line for merchandise was an hour i think mm. and shit like that and i do recall oh is this the case or am i making this up let's say it and see what happens i if if i recall correctly merch for ghost at wembley arena sold out fully before they'd even stepped on stage i think that was the case. like yeah like they play a good wouldn't be surprised game. yeah they play yeah. a really good merch game. Yeah, they do. And and they can sell it for a lot of money, which is why mm. I don't have a ghost t-shirt. Even though I think they're fucking cool. They're pricey. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, people fucking love ghosts. Mm. For me personally, I, I genuinely, I just have a bunch of ghost songs that I love. Square Hammer, to me, is still the best song they've ever done. Right? Pre it's... this record. Square Hammer is still the song that I go, that is the best song. And I don't care that it's the pop one. It is probably the most poppiest one. You know, I, I really it's like... The, they're all the pop the, one, aren't they? Yeah, they are They're all much, the yeah. fucking pop. Like, like I mean, I'm, I know you're not saying that as an excuse, but if anyone who says that as a rhetoric for not liking Square Hammer, that's... They're all the pop one. All of them. Mm. That's silly. Yeah, ridiculous. But this album, for me, is probably the first time that I've listened to a Ghost album and immediately gone fucking hell they are going for this and when i say they're going for it they are really going for it because this jumps out at you like some kind of iron maiden meatloaf andrew wk mashup from the second you press play on it it is a ridiculous record a ridiculous ott bombastic wild thrill of a record and if you don't like that and there are some of the things that i'm going to be referencing on this podcast that i actually don't like that we're that i'm going to be comparing it to yes i don't think you're gonna like i don't think you're gonna like this record and that's okay because i don't think ghosts were maybe ever for you if you wanted some kind of you know they started as an under you know as an underground doom occult thing just dressed funny playing that all day at the underworld mm. and i think people that were there are now like oh they're that mm. they were never that they were never that i it's it's interesting this because i agree with that up to a point i think the thing that i would say is a lot of the time you see a lot of stuff in the press where they talk about how tobias has had this like master plan from day one and this is all part of the plan a little a little like the baby metal rhetoric and i believe that plan has been in place for a while but the idea that it was in place when they were playing at the fucking underworld is just preposterous and when I say that plan, I mean that plan of getting to arenas, making it this big, like putting all the lore in, making all these chapters, having those YouTube videos and all that sort of thing. I believe that stuff started early on, maybe towards the end of Meliora would be my guess is when they started to really ramp that stuff up. What? But no, 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 no. I, I certainly... Do you not remember? Go on. No, well, I mean, even, even if... Epis Anonymous was a record that came out and they were like, oh, let's just put a cool idea of, you know, let's see if we can get a bit more attention by not letting people know who we are or whatever. When the second album comes out and they're on a major label, I mean, the difference in style between and sound and, I mean, I remember what's it called? Infestesium, which I actually really like. When I first heard it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm. Because that is a, an OTT bells and whistles bloody big old pop lunatic of an album as well in a lot of ways and that's the point where all this stuff and i think you know as soon as they got on a on a major which happened very very early on and you could tell that they were fucking clambering for a major very very early oh because they were very very early on here's my rhetoric for why i don't believe that to be the case and it simply comes down to the first two papas the first two papas 
the charisma and the way that Tobias played them. Like, the second puffer was like a really, really dodgy old man, wasn't he? Or was it the first? I can't remember. I might be confusing them. But in terms of the charisma and the stage show and the yada, 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 that is not the way you put on an arena stage show. You, you have to have charisma and you have to have this charismatic leader. With Meliora, I believe by that point, Tobias realised that and, and realised, oh, wait a minute, this could become a way bigger thing than I had ever imagined it. And so he created the... Uh, it was Emeritus three character, wasn't it? It was the, the, the mm-hmm. really flamboyant, almost like jazzy one. And it was at that point that it all started to make sense and it's like okay yes this could be i remember the gig that i saw them i was very impressed with them at coco on that tour which i think yeah. he went to i thought that was very impressive and jesus christ that was sold out i mean that was sold out that gig mm-hmm. but the time when i went yep i can see this in arenas was the forum i don't know if you went to that show probably the best show that, i've yeah. ever been to I thought yeah, it that was, was great. fucking amazing. And it was at that point when I went, yeah, you, 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 everything is kind of in place to make this fucking huge now. So that's my point. I mean, again, I think we're getting into semantics a little bit and we have gone on for about 25 minutes without really talking about the record as well. But yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's pretty much the intention from the word go to go, let's do a thing which people are going to, flock to and whether or not it took them a little while to work out how to do that or not i think is sort of irrelevant really because i think that was always the case no matter how we do this we are going to do this and at this point i mean prequel was the one certainly i remember hearing prequel and sort of expecting to get this rocky four soundtrack of an album but set to like church bells and stuff and i i i think prequel is all right like, i think it's pretty good i mean i still do like some of their other albums ahead of it but maybe it's because my expectations were a bit uh were kind of uh, <laughs> what i expected and what i got was quite different i think even though i think prequel is you know a very good pop album i think actually some of the stuff they did around it like the pet shop boys cover for example which i think is really good um and they'd really square hammer in the sort of build up to it and stuff hadn't they yeah um, that was between so, prequel yeah 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 and they did the um the kind of all the, the cover ep and stuff mm. i think around that yeah, time as well which is, which is cool one of the best ghost releases i would argue yeah which got me really excited for prequel and then i thought yeah. prequel's quite good i think this is the first time where i've got a ghost record and i've gone this is just chock full of bangers and they're not ch- like the all the other shit doesn't matter like it's just chock full of fucking instantaneous ludicrous massive bangers it's 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 like that wild hearts thing like ginger wild Heart always used to say melodies of abba riffs of metallica and if you chuck in a little bit of scooby-doo that's this record essentially isn't it it's mm. a bob rock produced rocky four soundtrack with van halen riffs electric light orchestra choruses mm. and um some spooky bits in it for clarity it's not produced by bob rock but i understand what you're saying yes. yeah yeah but it's it's got that bob production rock style production it. yes 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 yeah and i mean i fucking love it i think it's brilliant i mean i i actually strongly disagree with you regarding the album full of bangers i mean meliora i think is just banger central and i certainly think they were attempting to do that with prequel although i think there was possibly a little bit too much titting around with prequel for them to have um achieved that to the extent that some people would have claimed that they had impera is really interesting because i think that process of them becoming super super like really pushing the theatrical elements really pushing the cheesy elements just 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 going let's dial this up to 11 i think that began with prequel and i think impera is a you know just a further dialing up of that essentially really 
it does feel like the follow-up to prequel for my money which is interesting how i mean mm. i i responded to prequel better than you did i personally found it a step down from meliora but i thought it was a decent record i thought you know people going absolutely crazy for it seemed way ott but i think personally i haven't i don't i don't really feel like i've had the record long enough to be able to establish whether i prefer it to prequel or not but i'm gonna take a punt and say that i think i do and given a couple more listens i think i probably do prefer this record to prequel it is certainly cheesy cock rock central and that is you know which is neither of our bag really so it is testament to ghost and you've already alluded to this but the fact that a lot of the things that we are going to be referencing are things that we don't normally like and yet on this for the most part i think ghosts pull it off really well and it is testament to ghost to tobias forge as a songwriter and to uh class Ireland as well as uh co-producer and songwriter i think it's testament to them that they have managed to pull off those elements that it, it, pull off those things in, in in areas that i normally don't like at all and yet i go with it um i'm wondering actually i mean i'm wondering as i've mentioned that whether to jump straight to my favorite song on the record because my favorite song on the record is a classic example of that we will be jumping through the track list a bit but we can jump around can't we track list yeah are you okay with that okay yeah. so yeah yeah so would it surprise you steve if i were to tell you that my favorite song on this album is darkness at the heart of my love uh not particularly okay I <laughs> well it surprised me and the reason why it surprised me is because i'm not really a classic rock ballad guy particularly like it's not really my thing but when they're done well or rather when they're done extraordinarily well as darkness at the heart of my love is you just cannot deny it at all I, I i like i think it's extraordinary that song for my money it is comfortably the best song on the record and credit where it's due ghosts are really good at doing that massive slow mega ballad thing i think back to stuff like he is or even monstrance clock to an extent you know but this is just an exemplary example of that slow classic rock ballad thing that not only goes toe to toe with pretty much any classic rock ballad that I can think of, but I actually think it's better than a lot of them. I really jumped to that because that is an example of something on this album that other people could do and I probably wouldn't like it because the quality of how it is done on this is just extraordinary i mean i don't i don't know your thoughts on that song well it quiet. is the most bombastic overwrought cheesy pompous thing yeah i think you can possibly imagine all and things i usually hate yeah it's but it's delightfully riffy there's exactly. something that i really yeah. love about this record where it kind of keeps the balance between sort of metallica stroke van haleny type riffs and quite yeah. I'm not going to say harsh guitars or heavy guitars, but, you know, metally, classic metally sounding guitars. And when you get a, that choir coming in, I think that definitely does mm. elevate it and above just kind of pure bravado. Mm. But it's silly and it will divide it people. This is a song that will massively, 100% uh, divide people. Oh, this will be so? one of, absolutely. There will be people, again, you know, I think there will be people like me who don't give... I'm not going to say I don't give a shit about Ghost because I like, you know, like I say, I like Ghost. But I have no... I have no thing where I'm like, I don't really get it, like some people. And I have no thing where I'm like, I love the when they do the doom psychedelic. Oh, they're so brilliant at doing psychedelic doomy. You know, bringing it to the... Like, I, I, I don't have that pull in either of those directions. I just think they are a good rock band who have released a few good records you know i don't think they've released um anything which is front to back incredible which i really really love but i have enjoyed all of their records so far to a certain extent um i'd say i'd say but, i'd probably go along with that as well yeah 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 and and here i i just think like it's the first time where i've gone fuck me you can't ignore this at all 
like you can't ignore this album it is properly like hello i'm in your face all the time i've painted my cock and balls purple and i'm thrusting in your face i mean the comparison to me the comparison with meliora the conversation that i had with you last night <laughs> yeah the, the, the comparison the comparison with meliora uh, and this and saying that Meliora is, you know, full of bangers. I, I, I mean, Meliora has bits of, it has kind of more lucid, smoky, psychedelic passages and there is more kind of doom rock and it is, that, you know, a song like He Is, like you said, is more kind of, it's calmer and more ballady. Darkness at the Heart of My Love, even though it's a ballad, it's still absolutely fucking mad. It's a mad song. I mean, yeah. I, I think, I think, I think he is is actually a very bombastic song. But I will admit that compared to Darkness at the Heart of My Love, yeah, which is, is far more bombastic. I, I, I think I know, like for whatever the, reason, prequel never really penetrated your psyche. But I really do feel like the, you know, the here I am, I painted my cock and balls purple thing really started with prequel. Like, I, know, I think it started. Her, the I, saxophone, all I think shite. it started with the second album. I don't think mm. it started with the second album. I just yeah. don't think they've ever hit. I don't think they've ever gone. This to me feels like they've gone. Like I say, it's the black album. They've gone right. Okay, it's permission to. I mean, they, people, obviously, the people said, didn't have a. People said prequel was the black album as well, though. That didn't turn out to be the case. So. Well, I don't. Yeah, but that's because I don't think prequel is. I mean, I think I. I don't think I don't. It's not. That I don't think prequel is is good or doesn't have good songs in it or anything. I think I think it's perfectly fine. But put prequel on and then put this on. Prequel sounds like Robert Johnson compared to to this record. This record is everything is the the contrast the color has been turned up to to a thousand. It's like there's they've quadrupled the amount of drummers, backing vocalists, guitarists, bass players, like. I, I mean, I put it on. I put it. I, I was like, "Am I fucking missing something?" I put this on, and then I put a bit of prequel on. I kind of, kind of skipped. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I kind of skipped through prequel. And I was like, "No, no, like prequel is a big record. It's a big rock record, but not like this. Not I mean, like this. It's it doesn't go." At the start, it's certainly the most bombastic ghost record so far. Like that, that is undeniably true. Like you've just sort of alluded to, the first song proper does start with that Bruce Dickinson slash Justin Hawkins actually, uh, yeah, kind of thing, yeah. and 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 it immediately makes you know this is where we're going. If you're not with us, there's other things that are out. You can listen to them. You know, it, it sounds like Andrew Lloyd Webber has written a musical about Manowar. Yeah, which I yeah, which I imagine Tobias would be thrilled to hear. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you know and i mean the only to, to me i was listening to it and the only time and I, that i thought to myself this really sounds like the ghost that i sort of know from the previous albums is maybe the first half of the last song respite on the Spitalfields, um which mm. i thought the first half of that sounded a bit like sort of ghost it doesn't it's not like it sounds small and or do you know it sounded like the last record a bit but mm. but then even that only lasted a few minutes and then about three and a half minutes in tobias starts singing about the wizard of oz and going ah! and it's just like this big it's like he-man on a snow mountain holding a broadsword and these keys start coming in you just think this is massive every time you do anything it's like you've written a song and you've gone what else can we add to it to make it sound absolutely fucking just so over the top this record is so so it, it, i i mean i i love the fact that it's over over the top i think if you're going to be you know if you're going to lean in on kind of classic sleaze rock and stuff you might as well go as far as you can humanly possibly go and i think the good thing about this record which i think is which i love is the choruses not only do they sound massive but the songs themselves actually pop i mean before um, you go into that can i talk about the choruses very very quickly mm. i read in the metal hammer cover feature this month um that tobias was referencing hysteria um talking about how a lot of the songs on that record you know you've got a verse then there's a pre-chorus and then there's another there's another pre-chorus which sounds like it's the main chorus but then they go and hit you with another chorus which is and they're all bigger than the last one and um when i sat down to listen to the record i could certainly hear that i mean i think it happens in um the first song proper 
damn what the fuck's it called um kaiserion thank you yeah. yeah 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 where you get where you get a bit where you're like oh well, well this is the chorus clearly and then something else comes in which is even bigger and then mm. something else comes in which is even, and obviously obviously that is a phenomenal uh trick to pull off that is a phenomenally difficult thing to do and to actually to have the balls to even try that but actually pull it off and pull it off well which ghosts do a few times on this record it is you know it is really extraordinary and you're either with them or you're not if you're not with them fine but yeah despite not being into probably half of the stuff that this record is influenced by i can really get behind it because the strength of the songwriting for the most part is very strong mostly <laughs> yeah i i i think pretty much all the way through i i there's the second half of it for me is maybe not quite as massive no. i mean i no no I no, think, no 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 the last yeah. third of this record is the best no no what from watcher in, watcher in the sky is the best song on the album oh, for me no, no. absolutely fucking i mean awesome, it is brilliant that song. that song is amazing and it is another example yeah. of the chorus then a pre-chorus then a pre-chorus then another yeah chorus. i mean it it's, starts yeah, it with brilliant. It starts with the Zach Wilde riff and mm. and the chorus. It opens mm. with like this kind of Wee! and the chorus, and you're just like fucking hell. Yeah. But yeah. It, like I say, it's the brightness and the contrast turned up. But I do think the first half of it sounds like the montage to uh, an '80s action movie. I don't want go like I, I think what I've realised from listening to this album is I don't want Ghost to be sort of smoky and slow and atmospheric and i don't want it i don't care mm. don't want that shit all the law like you said it's the least interesting thing about them i would rather they sound i would you know i'd rather listen to Def leopard than listen to trouble mm. Mm. i would i'd rather i'd rather listen to like van halen than i would listen to st vitus and you know because i don't really find that stuff massively sort of actually exciting and if i want to listen to something artistically interesting i'll go and listen to something actually sort of artistically interesting rather than just a bunch of blokes playing really slow black sabbath riffs and sort of snorting over the top of them so and if i want to listen to some guitar music that's poppy i want to listen to something that sounds like bunch you know what i mean i'm gonna listen to really super poppy guitar music in the vein of this in the like yeah that's why bon jovi are massive yeah do you know what i mean like that is why they're massive i i you know that's why nevermind is the biggest nirvana album you know what i mean because it's the most po it's the most poppy one and i'm not saying i want i necessarily want nirvana to be like that all the time but they are they are bloody good at doing it but for me ghost they are better when they write like hence why I get square hammer for before all this square hammer was their best song because it was clearly the most straightforward song that they'd done it's in their top five i don't know if it's their best but sure uh it, definitely there but like for me it's comfortably their best song and this is just trying to me like the first half of it just goes let's see if we can do some more square hammers great that's what i want but the problem is is none of them are as good as square hammer are they I think uh, I think watching the sky is as good as Square Hammer. Really, I think mm. yeah, it's not I think it's close. It's never going to end their shows, is it? No, maybe not. Unless but Tobias then hears this and then decides to end with the show just to spite me. Yeah, I think I think Kazarian is also really massive, and that does sound like you know somebody running through riding a horse through a forest um, <laughs> in the snow uh, in like pants holding a big broadsword that's what that sounds like you know sex spillway sounds like abba and the bgs doing if, the if rocky people, four soundtrack if people have never understood the abba um ghost connection and and if you haven't check your ears but if you if you've never if you've never gone i don't, don't really understand why people talk about ghost and abba in the same yeah. sentence the intro to spillways and actually i'd argue the entire fucking song is basically mm. abba dressed up for slime light like it abba through and through toto toto mm. that mm. plinky plonky piano it sounds like toto plinky plonky piano love it mm. aor plinky plonky 80s fucking you know they're not trying to be fucking emperor they're trying to be don henley <laughs> like and guess what don henley's better than emperor <laughs> so little peek behind the curtain of how good things are there guys don henley is better than emperor fact
Call Me Little Sunshine, again, Beatlesy chorus mixed with the Black Album. This is nice. interesting to me because you were saying before that that part from the last song is the closest Ghost had been. I think Call Me Little Sunshine. And I would back this up by saying it was the first single. And obviously yeah. often with the first single, Good pick. They, mm. want to ha- they, they want to release something which is familiar for fans, but pushes things forward. I thought Hunter's Moon was the first single. Yeah, it was. 30th of September, it got, came out. And Call Me Little Sunshine. Oh, Sunshine okay. Well, okay. January. Okay, okay. Hunter's Moon came out before Call Me Little Sunshine did, but Hunter's Moon was part of the Halloween Kills soundtrack. So I didn't really see it as a proper official single from this record. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yes, more semantics. Yes, technically, Hunter's Moon was, but that was for a soundtrack album, which is uh, it's also, I mean, for my money, Hunter's Moon is one of the weakest moments on the album, but we haven't got to that yet. Because so. it sounds like Lost Boys. It's just the least, in- I just think it's one of the least interesting songs. I don't think it's a bad song, I just think it's a, a minor dip compared to some of the others. But Call Me Little Sunshine, mm. for my money, is the probably the closest to old ghost territory. Um, and, you know, very good it is too. Um, but certainly if you listen to that song and found that too pompous and silly, I don't think you're going to get on with Impera at all because it's, that's, that, that song is fucking dire's eve compared to the rest of this record. <laughs> Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you're, you will not get on. But I think it's great. I, I think that's a fantastic song. The You Will Never Walk Alone refrain is, you know, so blatantly put in there purely to hear audiences sing it back en masse live. And you know what? That's fine. That's fine with me, provided they don't extend it so it's fucking 10 minutes long, which they probably fucking will. We'll find out next month. But, um, mm-hmm. you know... You, you will. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, I, I don't really have an issue with that. I think that works really... Like, it works really well, and it's a, you know, great, great song. So, works for me. Yeah, um, yeah, 20s is the other single. Now, that's got an interesting one, because they released that recently. I don't know why it reminds me of Killing Joke, um, maybe it's because Jazz Coleman goes 80s and uh, <laughs> Papa goes 20s. Um, but it is a bit, it's one of the weirder songs on the record, I think, 20s. Uh, in when, isolation. When, sorry to interrupt, when you said Darkness at the Heart of My Love was going to be the one that, uh, you know, divides people. divides people the most, thank you. I, I, did I mean I let you carry on because I'm trying not to interrupt you too much. I do realize I'm interrupting you a lot, but I thought I was like, surely it's twenties, isn't it? Surely twenties is the most divisive song on this record, isn't it? Well, I just think "Darkness at the Heart of My Love" is the one that sounds most like the furthest away from anything even vaguely heavy. Yeah, but they've, done, the... they've done that loads before. Yeah, they have done that, loads. and they haven't I don't know, done twenties before. Around. No, they haven't. It's a weird one. It sort of sounds like something that maybe Faith the More might have tried to do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, I wasn't 100% convinced by it. Um, mm. I think it's a bizarre choice for a single. I think it clearly makes more sense within the album. Like, yeah, oh, like absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, um, it's a pretty, bit of a baffling choice for a single. I mean, I mean, like, you know, it, it certainly would have been a baffling choice if it had been the first one been career suicide i think if they'd released it as the first single from this album it makes more sense that they've released they've only just released 20s a single right so it's like a week prior to the record coming out or whatever um so maybe it's a bit of a like right just so that you know we have done some different shit on this record um yeah i mean i don't what's weird about 20s i within the album i'm totally fine with it and i think it works i like it on it so i'm not I'm not convinced it's a very good song. If I'm totally, I, I, I'm not really convinced that it's a particularly good song. If I'm totally, no, it honest. feels more like an interlude. It's my least yes. favorite thing on the record. I've got to be honest. Yes, it's probably my least favorite thing. Well, not even probably it is my least favorite thing on the record. I've got to be honest, but I don't dislike it. No, I mean it's I not long. It's no. it's it's only it's just under four minutes. So it's quite. It's not long, long, mm. but it's not. It's not like a two and a half minute long punk song or whatever. It's weird. It does feel a bit weird. It and it does. comes in after a little interlude. And that for me is where you go, oh, the album is a little bit different sort of post because you get you get Watcher in the Sky, which is fucking amazing. And then you get a minute and 22 of Dominion, which is just a, a, a waste little, of time. 
waste of time an interlude um but if it had gone watching sky straight into 20s i think that wouldn't have been very good either because that was that's um, i i actually i i was so annoyed by dominion be that being there that i actually did skip it once to see if it would work and i actually think i actually think it works better um dominion is there because it's um <sighs> I mean, I mean, it's the kind of music that they would put on over the PA whilst Tobias is going through a costume change, right? And mm-hmm. I think it's perfectly fine. Like, it's nice to have that music on the album in a way, but I also think it um, is an un... Like, ugh, I mean, talk about going into, like, ridiculous detail. This is like... It's like a minute and 20 seconds. But I actually think it the album is not as good for its inclusion, personally. But yeah, oh. I, I thought it was a really baffling thing to do. I think the first um, track is completely unnecessary as well. I mean, there are, it's probably worth pointing out that there are three interludes on this album, which means that there's only actually nine songs. To be fair, I think the last three, maybe even the last four Ghost albums, if you take the interludes off them, they only have eight or nine songs on them. So you're not getting any less than you were before or anything like that, you know. Um, I just I just, a Dominion served no purpose to me whatsoever, I don't think but anyway, whatever. No, I mean it's I don't know. That, yeah, it didn't make much difference to me particularly. I, I have always listened through to it and just been like, oh, that's that great song's ended. Now this is happening and now this not so good song's come in. Um, <laughs> Griftwood <laughs> that's what goes on in my head. Uh, Griftwood is a slowed down riff of Panama by Van Halen. That's what that is. It is actually Panama by Van Halen but sort of slowed down. It's Bon Jovi rocking the Plague Years stuff. It's like Poison, basically. It sounds like Poison. Um, but I like it. I like their starting... You know, you're saying all this stuff. And it's so annoying because you're not like, oh, you've just compared it to Poison. This this is one of my favourite songs on the record. And mm. you've just compared it to Poison. And I should be fucking furious with you for even doing that. But you're not wrong. Like, yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, look. Yeah. They, 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 at this point, I was, I was like, fuck me, they're starting to sound like a fake band from an 80s teen comedy movie like, you know they go like, oh the band and they'd like wild stallions or something yeah, and i'm like yeah. and i i don't mind that because no, rock and, right. like heavy metal and supposed to be ridiculous and it, some people will i wonder if they have they've pushed it to me they've pushed it to in the very very silly levels mm. you can't help but go like if you know i guess it's interesting what you said about younger people like i guess maybe those people just won't know that this is sort of almost like a kind of silly overblown parody of lots of things that have come before but obviously we're talking incredibly general when i said that but yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but i mean guys it's, a, it's okay it's it's funny like i find yeah. it like uh, like really really enjoyable it's just a kind of enjoy i just was like this is very enjoyable and then you know i've already said respite on the spitalfields overall classic. like mm. it's fucking great i mean i like i think 20s is literally the only song on the record i mean forget the fucking what is it like are you forgetting the interludes three and a half minutes of interlude that you don't really need like bite of passage which is 30 seconds post griffwood going into respite on the spitalfields again doesn't bother me bite of passage so bite of passage struck me as bite of passage is basically the intro to the last song yeah and i was a bit like why is that split up and then i remembered that they'd get a lot more money on streaming services if they'd split them up and i to be honest i wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if that was the reason for doing that but you know hey uh, fine like so what why shouldn't you like they're not the only people that have done a 30 second intro into and they won't be the last and and if you're gonna get pissy about that sort of thing then you're gonna be getting pissy for a lot of your life in terms of nine songs it's eight really good songs i or uh, seven great actually yeah seven great songs i think hunter's moon is a good song and 20s is a bit weird do you know what bar the odd interlude here or there whilst i'm not a massive fan of 20s or hunter's moon really i don't i don't mind hunter's moon i think hunter's moon is pretty cool it's not it's the weakest part of the first half of the record i think but it's still good. Undoubtedly, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's interesting what you said about you preferring the first half to the second part. For, for my money, the last third of this record is where all the best stuff is. Basically, from track nine to twelve, is where this record is 
barely puts a foot wrong actually i would say that's basically darkness at the heart my love griftwood and respite on the spitalfields um which we've not even talked about that much but that is a fucking great song i mean that's essentially ghost's longest song i think uh, i'm going to include bite of passage as part of that song because it basically is it's like seven seven minutes and 15 seconds but it's fantastic it goes through so many different paces and so many different parts it's almost like their hallowed be thy name that's probably a little too ott actually at the moment i said that i went whoa 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 but it is because uh, obviously you're a massive fan of hallowed be thy name i know uh don't mind that song it's a great song is that the, it's phenomenal is that yeah, the best song on that album yeah yeah well on number the beast yeah fuck yeah yeah Come it on. is isn't it yeah crap it's just a question but <laughs> but but, but, but um, yeah i mean look 80% of the material on this album I think is fucking great. <laughs> so, you know, and and I suppose that's the thing with Ghost, isn't it? You've already sort of mentioned this. Have they ever released a total classic, banger, 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 every song is golden? No, they have not done that. But it also sort of doesn't matter. And I also think that often bands who are absolutely fucking huge never manage to do that anyway. If we're talking about the Black Album as a blueprint for this, the Black Album... Are you seriously going to tell me all 12 songs on the back album are fucking 10 out of 10? Of course they're not. They're not, you know. No, no, no. So good, though, aren't they? They are good. Yeah. Oh, oh, they're very good. But, you know, they're, they're not, you know. <laughs> the struggle with it is not a 10 out of 10 song, you know. It's not no. the worst song on that record. But it's not, it's not a 10 out of 10. But this is, you know, this is a very, very good album. In terms of, like, them turning into this massive theatrical thing i mean it is a perfect album to be playing at places like the o2 i'm really i don't want to go into the live show stuff too much but just to say because obviously we're reviewing the album rather than the live show i really hope for me on the prequel tour they went very ott with the quote-unquote funny stuff and there were points where they were kind of adding sketches effectively between yeah. songs i think i meant i can't even remember if i mentioned uh, if i reviewed it on the show or not i can't remember if we were a thing or not but there was basically a moment at wembley arena um and on that tour where cardinal copia like comes out on a tricycle and just fucks around for about three minutes and it completely completely destroyed the momentum of the show for a not that funny gag i mean the tricycle's too small for him so he looked silly but it's like that gag is not worth you stopping the show dead for three minutes and i guess my concern and the reason i bring it up is my concern with the material being ott and really fucking pompous and i'm not strictly saying that as a criticism i actually think it's pompous in a great way my concern is, is that going to affect the show positively or negatively? Because if they fill it too much with the comedy cack, but the, the, the law, the law that we've both said is one of the least interesting parts about Ghost. I know that's the thing that sucks people in, but really it's one of the least interesting things about this band because it's not very good. I think that could be interesting and we will have to see but certainly the reason i mention it in this review of the album is listening to how ott and theatrical it was it did make me go fucking hell i hope this doesn't make the shows like i hope that it isn't like here's a song now here's a sketch now here's a song now here's another sketch you know it could turn into that and i'm a little worried that that could actually happen but we'll have to wait and see um but overall this is a very very good album isn't it and like if you're you'll know based on the first song proper alone whether you're in or you're out and if you listen to that song and you hate it i would suggest moving on to something else but if you're into it there's a lot of joy and there's a lot of pleasure to be derived from this album i don't think i like it quite as much as you but we're not far away on our view on mm. it like we both like it very very much I think this is a a low 8 out of 10, I would say, um, for my money. Mm-hmm. I don't, um, I mean, I don't like applying scores because I think they're fucking rubbish. But, you know, if I were forced to, this is sort of a low 8 for my money. I don't know if you want to or if I are prepared to apply a score. You don't have to. It's an 8. 
This yeah. is an eight. Yeah, I think it's an eight. It's the best. It's for me. It's an eight, and they may have done other eight albums before. I think so. In the past, mm-hmm. I don't know, but this is certainly, you know, it's definitely the ghost album that I have immediately responded to the best. I don't really go, you know, I've picked a few ghost songs over the years that I like out of each album. I don't really go back and listen to their albums in full ever. I think I would probably sit down and listen to this in full because it flies by. You know, it's not a hard listen. Not in the slightest. It's an enjoyable, easy kind of thing to put on mm. that can make you kind of tap your foot and, mm. you know, where you can do the housework while it's on and stuff. Mm. And, you know, I can imagine you have a couple of drinks of an evening or when you're getting ready to go out or whatever and wax, like, the first half of this record on. It just sounds it sounds really big. Mm. Are they the best band in the world at doing... I mean, you know, in comparisons with the type of albums in which with which I would compare this to, you know, the Black Album, the Black Album is a slight outlier because I think Metallica are obviously trying to do something quite different to what Ghosts are trying to do. Yeah. But Hysteria by Def Leppard, like definitely, you know, Hysteria by Def Leppard has got some amazing songs on it. Um, and Def Leppard are a really, really good band when they're sort of at their 80s sort of peak. I think they were a good band. Take your word for it. But I don't, again, I don't love any Def Leppard albums. I don't actually mm. love any of their mm. records. Um, you know, for me, it's no Van Halen one. It's no permission to land. It's probably That's not even. It's probably not even Bat of Hell, which is a record which I, I think Bat of Hell is a much better record than this compositionally, and it's a better record. Like is what I would say. So I mean, I I think I agree with all of that. But to be fair, those comparisons, those are big, big fucking comparisons hmm. you've got there. Van but Halen I think one, that you know, I think hell. that's what this is aiming for. Yes, yes, I agree. I, agree. I think this is absolutely what this is aiming for. Absolutely, without any question. And I think those comparisons are valid because I don't think it is a million miles away. You know, none of those albums are my favourite album. I mean, you know, I, I do really love Permission to Land. I do look at that and go, fuck me, like, that's bulletproof, every song. I think Bat of Hell, you look at and you go, I mean, it's almost impossible to not get swept along by the entire thing mm. because it is just on sheer force of personality mm. alone and sheer just, like, how do you, like you know the the balls and the bravado to do that and i do have the same sort of feeling towards this album where it's like fair play to you because no one's really tried to this extent to do an album in this position to this extent to really cross over in the way that ghost appeared to be trying to cross over with this record particularly i think um i think it's quite a brave record i think it'd be brave of most people to have a go at doing something like this because metal fans you know if the mainstream don't go for it and pop quote-unquote fans don't go for it this is the sort of thing that really annoys metal fans now do you know what i mean like i tell you what right here's something which i was thinking the other day when i was listening to this i was like wasn't it funny at the start of the year we did a right act reviews on the new album by the weekend and we got a bit of like from people who were a bit grumpy that we're supposed to be a quote-unquote alternative music podcast. Now, I bet we don't get anyone questioning our decision to review this album. Mm. This album is way, way poppier than the Weekend album. Way poppier. I wouldn't say it's way poppier, but it is poppier, yeah. The Weekend album is a fucking... It's a concept album about death. I mean, the last song on this is about Jack the Ripper. So I don't yeah, think yeah, that's yeah, very good is. rhetoric to use for it. But I agree that in its um in its execution, in the writers that are involved, in 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 in, in the whole way that ghosts have been operating since at least the third record, arguably, as we have argued, um earlier than that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course of course it is. Like and, and we've known that for fucking years, me and you, but yeah, I mean that's people not really listening to music but just seeing it isn't it I yeah i love i love the people who get in the mood because ghosts are wearing makeup and they think they're going to be a black metal band it's like well i mean I surely that never had, said that that attitude hasn't prevailed for a long time surely has it like people have kind of known i mean i've i haven't heard i don't know that for a long time but oh, yeah. i think any time you click on any feature that they've done or any interview with them or any news piece with them on you know most like whether it's fucking revolver or metal hammer or you know loudwire or whatever there are people going why don't they dress like that why don't they sound like that it's like fucking hell i ignore those things because i have better things to do with my time but yeah 
But you asked if it prevailed, and I'm telling you that I think it does. Unfortunately, mm. I think mm. it still does. The more that the bigger they get, mm. the more that people who like weird, isn't it? That, like, I mean, we're going well off topic here, but weird how people who have the more casual a relationship you have, and the, the less knowledge you have about music, the more outraged you are about things that people have been have not been outraged. Like people going, you know, the whole oh, Dave Grohl's getting into metal suddenly, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I did, oh, I did uh, see that. Yeah, and it's like, you're new. You're new here, aren't you? Yes, quite <laughs> pro bots. Well, there you go. I think it's it's the the my the, yeah, it's my favorite ghost album. Right, it's my favorite ghost album um, thus far. Definitely would not say that, but I think it's probably. Oh God, I can't. I don't know. Uh, it's probably my third favorite. I th- I think like through this conversation, I know at the beginning of the conversation, I was like, oh, I can't really decide if I prefer this or prequel i think i do prefer this i think i do prefer this i'm i'm, I'm, I'm actually relatively mm-hmm. positive that i do prefer this album to prequel uh because because prequel for me was really up and down really up and down i mean my asthma's fun the first time you listen to it but fucking hell but i don't think i like it as much as infesticism um even though that's quite up and down as well but the highs on infesticism are so high you know, I think when you say Square Hammer's their best song, I kind of go mm, Monstrous Clock, or you know, I like Monstrous Clock a lot. That would have been my second favorite song of theirs until, but I still think, I mean, come on, get sure. to the fucking chorus, sure. lads, get to the chorus. Like Monstrous Clock takes a little while to make it a bad song to get sure. going. Yes, I, think. I understand what you're saying. Depends what you want. I think for what goes to. Yeah, I think for what Ghosts are doing, I think like this yeah. to me suits them much better to just get like, do you know what I mean? I think when you when I look at the stuff that they cover, ABBA, yeah. Pet Shop Boys, when I look at the sort of the melodies they do, when they, you know, all the kind of Beatlesy bits, the LO bits, the kind of um, darkness and Def Leppardy stuff, I'm just thinking all those bands, the Metallica Black Album thing, the constant mm. trimming of the fat pretty much improved maybe with the exception of metallica pretty much improved all of those bands and i think the trimming of ghosts fat has been a very very good thing for them and i think they've just they've they've trimmed all the fat now and they've just squirted squirty cream and sprinklers and they've just put loads of other stuff on top definitely of it don't definitely don't agree they've trimmed all the fat there's a bit of fat on this record to be sure but i understand what you're saying yes not on the actual songs yeah, though. Not like all the songs get to the chorus. Oh, they get to the chorus, but but there, but there is stuff where it's like you don't need that, lads. What you no? What's this adding? No, no. If you're talking about tight, precise, precision songwriting, they're not cheap. It's not cheap trick. It's not Weezer. You know, Weezer at their best. Let me say, or uh, you know, you, yeah, you, <laughs> let's make that distinction. You know, um, <laughs> there's still faff and pomp on it, which I don't think is strictly necessary. It's quite minimal, I'm pleased to say. It's more so, like, there's less of it than there is on prequel. Certainly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, broadly, I agree with what you're saying. I'm being, you know, finickety today because I'm feeling particularly finickety. But, yeah, I do broadly agree with Yeah, you. I mean, if you mean, like, I suppose, yeah, if, if the next thing they've got to get rid of are the little sort of um, one and a half minute long... I, I, even, 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 like parts of um parts of various songs even parts of some of the songs that we have talked about as being fantastic i think could have had little you know i think uh kairosarian which i've tried not to pronounce at all during this podcast because i knew i wouldn't be able to but you know could have little trims here and there it's five minutes and two seconds long um i think you probably won't like it but i think watcher in the sky could do with the trim here or there nah yeah yeah i think it could be a stronger song with a little trim here or there but often when we talk about trimming stuff we're talking about a lot more than this record like this record doesn't feel too long to me it's a it's a satisfying length and it it feels satisfying there's a lot in it you feel sated by the end of it even though it's technically only nine songs you know but there's so much bombast and there's so much stuff going on that that's okay you know it does feel like a satisfying length it doesn't outstay its welcome in my opinion unless you fucking hate this sort of thing in which case why are you listening to it yeah i mean it's very good Mm. yeah i did i think that this is the best album they've done i think for me it's the the sort of the closest they have come to accurately 
portraying the thing that I thought looked cool about them. So okay, that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, mm, yeah. And who knows? They might release. I mean, if their next, if this is a black album, if their next album's load, oh, oh, oh fucking hell, even better. I don't uh, think it will be. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, that's a shame. All right. Anyway, well, look, there it is. It's one of the big metal releases of the year. I was going to say probably the biggest then but i mean maybe the most important for a band in that situation because i imagine we'll get what are we going to get this year maybe a new slipknot album maybe a new rammstein album i don't really know but yeah it won't make fucking any difference to their career if, if slipknot dropped another no. album that was as bad as all hope is gone not that i believe they would be capable of doing that because that album is rubbish but if they did they'd still be playing arenas whereas if this goes to shit for so, ghost they're f- they're yeah. gonna, they they'd be in a right old pickle, wouldn't they? Yeah, and 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 I would I would be stunned. I I I think they've done more than enough, yeah. more than enough to keep their place where they are playing. You know, when they announced the O2, I was like, Whoo, really? You think you could do the O2? And then listening to this, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So go and enjoy that or ignore it or moan about it on the internet. Do whatever, we'll do whatever you got to do. And we will see you another time for another one of these reviews. I'm not sure what we're going to be reviewing next. Do Probably you know won't what? be I something think, quite as big. I think our next big review is Feeder. All right, yeah, we're going to do the Feeder album, <laughs> uh, which will be cool, I guess. I like Feeder. I've always liked Feeder. So. I love Feeder. Yeah, love Feeder. so fuck you. No. <laughs> whoever you are who was going boo to feeder anyway thanks very much for listening we'll see you next time cheery bye